Hi and welcome to You Little Ripper. I'm Kurt Fernley, former Paralympian, and on today's show, you'll find out what Gandalf the Grey and Dwayne the Rock Johnson has to do with the Australian Paralympic team, and also why we should celebrate that these games are even going ahead. Love a celebration. I'm Georgie Tunney, ABC Sport reporter, and we are broadcasting from Wurundjeri country. You little ripper! Kurt Fernley, this is the first time that we have sat across from each other in real life. We've had a lot of phone chats, a lot of Zoom chats uh, with, you know, given my Wi-Fi connection. It's been a little <laughs> bit ropey. There's been a few delays, but it's so nice to meet you in the flesh. In the first episode. I know, I know. And it's so amazing to welcome you to the Paralympic family. As part of you, Little Ripper, you get an honorary uh, uh, title and uh, a badge. <gasps> I don't have it with me. Where is it? Uh, not to be held uh, to be a literal badge. It's more like <laughs> a, a figurative badge that you're allowed to wear around for the next two weeks. Do I wear it on my sleeve? Do I wear it on my forehead? Where is the correct position of the badge? I uh, will leave that 100% up to your discretion. Okay, it's on my heart. <laughs> ha! It's on my heart, guys. It wasn't on my sleeve or my head. Um, we are so excited about this podcast, You Little Ripper. We are making it the most accessible podcast that it can be. It will be translated into Auslan. We're going to have transcripts available too. And Kurt, is this something that you thought was possible yourself growing up and, and, and learning about the Paralympics? Part of me, I want to say, no, I didn't think it would be possible, but I, I really did. The stories that I heard going up through the Paralympic movement, those those advocates, those, those, those fierce competitors, they were telling their just amazing stories, but unfortunately it wasn't getting spread amongst the entire community. But I heard them. They were wonderful. I knew that there would be an audience for them. I knew that there would be a home for it. I'm just so grateful that I get to be a part of it. People shared my story over 25 years. I got to be given this real privileged position within the Australian community and how great that we get to be the medium to share other amazing athlete stories, our family, your honorary family. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just so happy that this is taking place. Good thing I've got a big wingspan. You know, I'm not amazingly athletic, but my wingspan is huge. So I'm embracing the Paralympic family and the community. I'm so excited that you're allowing me to become part of it for the Paralympics Tokyo 2020. It feels like it wasn't going to happen. But the key thing here on You Little Ripper is that we celebrate the wins and be that a gold medal or be that a last finish, but damn, you did bloody well and you're happy about it. So we have coined the phrase, a you little ripper moment. The moment while you're watching the Paralympics where you have to scream, you're crying, you have to stand up, you have to roll around on the ground, whatever you're doing, it's that moment that made you stop and exhale because it's a celebration. And Kurt Fernley, the Paralympics haven't even begun, but I've kind of picked up one already. I'm going to announce my first You Little Ripper moment and you happen to be a fair a fair part of it and that is the Afghani Paralympic team and their rescue from Afghanistan because of the invasion of the Taliban and the overthrow overthrowing of the government there. You have a role in this. You could not believe the amount of effort that that has happening yesterday, the week before, today, tomorrow. Uh, I, I feel like 
I feel like those particular af- athletes, uh, Zakia and Hussein, they need to be given the space to tell their story at some point in time. But let's talk about the story of disability. Let's talk about the story of the Paralympic movement. They are a member of my family as well. You know, the Paralympic family doesn't stop at the green and gold. It doesn't stop with those wearing it at that moment. It extends to every Paralympian that has ever worn the green and gold, from Uncle Kevin Coombs, the first Paralympian, an Indigenous Australian who was who was denied an Australian passport and still continued to persevere to get that green and gold moment, would have to compete in his first Paralympics under an honorary UK passport. And it extends across borders. So the the relief, no doubt, that is going through the entire Paralympic family that that two members of our family are safe is incredible. And also with the specifics of disability, disability is hard here, you know? Disability Mm -hmm. is hard in this country where we have an amazing advocacy network, where we speak about the the necessity of co-design, where we where we have politicians with disability who are fiercely approaching the rights, the human rights for every person with a disability in this country. You then put disability in, the, in, 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 in harder parts of the world, you know. You then put conflict on top of that. You then put an oppressive regime that does not respect the existence or, or participation in society of women. And then you compound that with that woman who is also dealing with the, the, the complications of disability. I've crawled into tough parts of this world where, where, where you sit down and you see the isolation of disability in that spot and you see the fear in that spot and you do what you can and you hope that isolation has, has grown just one moment and then you have to crawl out. Mm-hmm. Um, this, for me, lives of people with disability don't change just from the Paralympic movement. They don't. They need advocates. They need social polity- policies. They need a human rights focus. But the Paralympics can be that bridge. The Paralympics seeps down to the most isolated spot in this world and it allows a kid to look up, a person with a disability to look up and see the biggest stage in the world, the third biggest sporting event in the world that is happening over the next 13 days that was born by, it was born by people who were told they were the incurables in the shadows of World War II, handfuls of them. So it can reach in there and it can change a little bit. But there is so much work to do after that point. And there is so much more of our Paralympian story to be told after this point. And that is why it still remains, and I maintain that it is my first You Little Ripper moment, because we get to have these conversations. Your actions, we're going to learn the full story in time to come. But your actions, along with other people's actions, in even just getting this ball rolling, is symbolic of the joy, the spirit, the courage that the Paralympic movement does represent. Now, let's talk about what your first little, you little ripper moment is going to be. Like we said, that will, that will be my you little ripper moment at some point. When I hear the public voices of of, of Zakia, when I hear the public voices of Hussein, Mm -hmm. I, I will be screaming from the rooftops about the strength and resilience and amazing love within this Paralympic family. Can I join you on the rooftop? We will both. (laughs) (laughs) Is that okay? I know, again, I don't have great dexterity. I'm not very athletic. Yes, 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 yes. Don't have a Paralympic medal. 
but you have thirteen. So surely I can surely I can borrow one of yours to get on the rooftop. Consider it done. That'll be yes. your that'll be your badge. You'll be able to take whatever whatever medal you would like. There's a couple there. You've got to fight my two kids for them, uh, and they're they're pretty fierce on their own right. Um, but absolutely, the my you little ripper moment is that the Paralympic Games are here. Uh, uh, amongst all of the chaos over the last 18 months, amongst all of the fears and doubts of our athletes, of the community, right up until days ago, I think a lot of the athletes were, were, were really finding it hard to let go of the possibility that the Paralympic Games would be a risk that, that many people wouldn't be willing to take. Mm. That, that, that They even saw the Olympic Games take place and it was a celebration, amazing, and everyone had such a joyful experience. And then even still in the back of our, in the back of our minds, in, 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 in some of our hearts, we were like, will we, will we be that risk mm. that's allowed to take place? But we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. And I, like, I just am so relieved mm-hmm. and happy. Mm-hmm. So it, it, remember, You Little Ripper, it's not meant to be spoken. For the first You Little Ripper moment, the Paralympic Games is going to take place tonight, the opening ceremony, the first day of competition tomorrow. You Little Ripper! After the Olympics, I was a little bit sad. I mean, you know, you know, we've had conversations about this. I was a little bit sad, a little bit depressed. Um, where am I going to get my joy from? But I think what our listeners need to understand, and I'm sure that they will over the next fortnight, is that a lesson that you first taught me, the Olympic Games is the warm-up. <laughs> the Paralympics is the real thing. So imagine the buzz we're going to get. Look, it's either, what is it? It's the main event or it's the dessert. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've, you've chewed through your steak and taties, yeah. you know? You've chewed yeah. through the veggies. Oh. You've got an absolute treat A decadent triple chock fudge brownie. And 13 days of <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Look, let's. it all starts tonight because the opening ceremony will be taking place and we have a couple of icons, Paralympic icons, sporting icons, let's call them, that are going to be representing this entire Australian Paralympic team. And, Kurt, you have relationships with both of them. So just when I say Danny DeToro, you say... I say the heart and soul of the Paralympic movement, not just this team, the entire movement. Five-time Paralympian in tennis, now going into a second games in table tennis. Uh, she has a silver medal in, uh, in from Sydney. Uh, she oh, She's one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. She is the person that I just, she is kindness, she is support, she is the heart of it. Mm-hmm. And she's a co-captain once again of the Australian Paralympic team. You have been a co-captain of hers before. Her co-captain and also her co-flag bearer, I say Riley Bat, you say. Uh, the most fierce competitor in the world. He's going into his fifth games, a gold in 12, 2012, a gold in 2016, a silver in 2008. Uh, they are on Wednesday. Uh, they're taking on Denmark for the first of their uh, their matchups. Now, in 2018 at the World Championships, they're the Steelers. The Steelers are the wheelchair rugby team, mm-hmm. the murder ball team. Uh, they went down 62-61 in a thriller against Japan. If Denny is the heart of the team, Riley is the rock. And I mean that in every sense of the word. He's the rock. He's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> 
shaven head, monster of a human, fierce competitor. Dwayne Johnson is shaking in his bloody boots, can I just say. If anyone has had to or just seen, I'm sure you haven't had to contend with Riley back coming at you full pace because that would be terrifying. Uh, good luck to all of his opponents <laughs> throughout the Paralympics. But Dwayne Johnson shaking in the boots because Riley Bat is just such a beacon, I think, for everyone to, well, the wider community here in Australia to really jump upon and grab onto his shoulders. Luckily, they're so strong. But he is a beacon within the Paralympic team in particular. There are, there are stories about Riley where Riley, Riley is known by everyone in the Paralympic team. Mm-hmm. He, he is one of our highest profile Paralympians. And he will go into a common space and he will he will go through that door and he'll know everyone. And he's he's so good and generous. He understands who they are as well. Don't be too jealous. I mean, I would be. But we actually got to talk to the heart, the rock of the Australian Paralympic team, the two flag bearers ahead of the opening ceremony. This was our chat with Danny DeToro and Riley Batt. Welcome to you, little ripper, and you, little ripper, you're the you're the flag bearers in the opening ceremony of the Paralympic Games. I know how excited I am and how proud, but it's really lovely to see that reflected in someone like you. Look, I love you guys. I uh, I'm so excited for you both. I'm so excited you're at the you're you're in Tokyo. You're headed to the opening ceremony. What does it mean to you, each of you, to to be the flag bearer tonight? Mate, I've probably got the same uh, excitement levels as you just had there, mate, but I'm just trying to keep them under wraps at this stage so I can get through tonight because it's going to be a very, very special moment. um, Yeah, very lucky and um, proud to be able to share this moment with Danny Danny DeToro. She's an absolute legend like you, Kurt, in Paralympic sports. So um, I am, uh, look, I've got goosebumps just just talking about it right now. Uh, I cannot wait just to get out there tonight and, um, and, and wave that flag with pride. And as captains, the pair of you, there's obviously a, a strong bond between you guys. When did that form and has it has it just got stronger and stronger each Paralympics you go to because both of you have been to a million each? Well, I remember a time in the dining hall basically putting Riley onto Vegemite and avocado on bread. So <gasps> I feel like it started, it was the wee hours of the morning and I feel like it kind of started with a moment of awareness and understanding that we are kin. Um, <laughs> and I think it's just grown, you know, this is very much a, a family and being able to come together every four years is very exciting. But trying to um, establish those connections with between those four years times, like as, as often as we can has been really important. And um, there's a long history between me and, and the rugby team in general, and you know that very much extends to our very own Riley Bats. Look, Riley, for you, how different has this lead up been? When, when was the last time you with the Steelers? When were you all in the same space together? Um, just just describe the last the last eighteen months. Oh, the lead up has definitely been different, but uh, everyone's in the same boat worldwide. Uh, I'll talk about the whole Paralympic team in general first. It's uh, it's amazing to be back with everyone, you know, all the sports back together again. Um, it seriously feels though like it was it was only last year, like it was yesterday. We're all together. That five years has gone so quick, and I'm absolutely pumped to be here. And everyone's arriving at the moment. It's just this 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 awe at the moment, and um, this sense of um, community already. What's what's happening? So very, very stoked to, uh, to be here. But the Steelers, um, it's been, it has been a tough 18 months. Um, like everyone, we're on the same boat. 
you know, lockdowns unfortunately have sort of uh, hit us when we've had, tra- you know, training camps or competitions. So we actually haven't been together as a team since March 2020 as a full team. What is absolutely crazy in a team sense, but we're not stressed about this, Kurt. We're, we're, we're confident, you know, we're not a new group. We've, we've played together before and we know each other. So we've just hit off with a few training sessions and we're gelling better as the days go on. So um, I think when that first, um, you know, when that first whistle goes, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back to, you know, the Steelers um, and we'll be fighting for that gold medal again. Riley, I've got to ask, tonight when you're going into, uh, when you're going into the opening ceremony, will you be crying? Don't tell anyone. I probably will be crying. Um, it'll be very hard not to uh, to give Danny a massive cuddle to the honest before and afterwards. Obviously, with our restrictions, we're not allowed to do that. But we might try to sneak one in somehow, Danny. A couple of masks on or something like that. I don't know. But mate, it's uh, yeah, I definitely. I think I'll be holding back tears. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a super proud moment. I think. I think the Paralympics is going to be absolutely huge through um, Australia through these hard times. Obviously. A lot of negativity in the news at the moment with you know Afghanistan and 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 COVID throughout the Australia mainly the East Coast. So people are going to be watching the Paralympics and they're going to get huge positive vibe from it and going to see what you know we've all had to overcome and look at it you know and they're going to be looking at our abilities and 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 our positivity and I think it's going to be absolutely crucial through these times in Australia. So very very proud to be a Paralympian. Very proud to be co-captain, flag bearer alongside Danny Dottoro. Um, and I just cannot wait to wave that flag tonight. You mentioned a whole bunch of eyes, let's say tens of millions, because that's probably what it is going to be, no pressure. Are you both nervous because you two are going to be the only two members of the team marching in the opening ceremony for Team Australia? Are there any nerves there? Yeah, I feel nervous you just saying that, to be really honest. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. But I'm also mind- <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, I'm also mindful that... Um, I'm doing it with Riley, one of my best mates, one of uh, major leaders of this team, doing it with Kurt McLaughlin, incredible leader of this movement and this team in this country. Um, Done so much work to be able to get us here. Um, I do it knowing that we have every Australian Paralympian who's on this team, they'll be with us. We wear the uniform, it's in the journey. Every single one of them will be with us. Every Paralympian that's gone before us will be with us. Um, While we're kind of in the front, I feel like, we've got everyone behind us and that feels incredibly humbling but also incredibly amazing and exciting i'm so excited for years you've got me emotional you know and that is 100 correct and that's the reason why you guys are the perfect choice for this team because you just represent not only who we are in that team but who we who we are in general so perfectly fast five we also do five quick questions before you go. So, uh, Riley, back for Fast Five. Uh, what do you wish you had in the village, an object or a thing, but you don't have? Maybe like a frozen cushion or something to sit on. That'd be nice. <laughs> what are your superstitions, Riley? Oh, jeez. How long does this um, podcast go for? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weird bloke, all right? I'll admit that. Superstitions. Okay, so I've brought out... I haven't been worn for five years. I brought out my lucky Batman undies. Um, <laughs> they've been worn three times. I've had them for about 10 years. And every time I've worn, worn them, we've uh, won the two Paralympic gold 
Cubs and a world champ. So uh, they're back. They're back. This, this underwear um, superstition within the Australian Paralympic team is endemic. It is endemic. <laughs> what is there more? Riley Bat, I have a pair of amazingly lucky undies. One day we'll have to compare. Denny, what's your favourite Paralympic moment? Oh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot. Um, you know, winning a silver medal with Branka Popovac in Sydney, that was pretty amazing. Being there on your final race at the end, giving you a big sweaty hug in Rio, that was just really beautiful. Your hug that you gave me, not only in that finish line, but the hug you gave me when I had one of the toughest days in Paralympic sport, they're, they're two of my favourite moments. So you're getting me emotional, man. Oh, no, Kurt, because if you start crying, I'll start crying. We'll all be crying. It's a podcast. People can't see our tears, guys. We just sound weird. And it's the first episode. <laughs> Who's your favourite teammate? And I'm going to put out Ever because... I don't know. I know that you have a very special bond with Mr. Kurt Fernley, but who's who's your who's your favourite teammate? Oh, that's hard again. Lots of them. Um, Kurt, obviously. Um, Wiley, obviously. But the person I look for in a team every time is Louise Savage. I love seeing her. And what's hard about Tokyo is I can't hug anyone, and this is a problem for me. I'm a hugger, as Kurt's already mentioned it, but I'm a hugger, and this is hard. So. When I saw her, I was just like, yeah, everything is good when she's around. But I feel like that about so many. I feel like when when all the team comes together, we are so strong. We are so fierce. And, um, yeah, there's not too much that can get in our way. You're a tennis player, now a table tennis player. If not tennis or table tennis, what other sport would you do? Oh, I have thought about this, actually, because I've decided. Like, I feel like table tennis is a while. Like, I've only... I need at least another four years to be kind of good at table tennis. So I've got a few of those left in me. But after that, what's the sport like in winter sport where they do the, where the round things that they push down? Curling. Curling. I reckon that's my next sport. I'll be a sweeper. We can be a curling team. Kurt, you want to join us? Yeah, we should all start like curling international. Like we could be called like the short and curlies. <laughs> Can I say that the form that I'm in at the moment, I'm more like that round disc that you do slide along the ice so, so I can be the utensil. Any way you Even contribute better. to the team, Kurt, any way you contribute is good. <laughs> hey, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us on you, Little Ripper. Uh, I love you both. I can't wait to see you tonight. Thanks, guys. We can't wait to do Australia proud. That was Danny DeToro and Riley Bat. So wonderful to talk to them, Kurt. Any top tips? From you, as a flag bearer previously, for our two flag bearers tonight. Well, I, I did carry the flag once into the closing ceremony of the Commonwealth Games. Uh, the flag actually attaches to your wheelchair through a, uh, a device so that you can push. Mine fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to grab hold of this flag and use it like a staff. I was Gandalf the Grey reaching out and using this staff to drag myself forward, uh, which was fun yeah, and, okay. and funny on reflection. Yes. But I one recommendation would be to make sure uh, that, that the flag stays on. That's, that's about it. Do you know what? I hope that Riley Bat takes that story and when he is... They're playing for the Steelers. He just embodies you as Gandalf and goes, <laughs> you shall not pass. And then we win the game. There's also so much for us to get excited about. Kurt, 
What's your number one coming oh, up? T- t- tomorrow, Brendan Hall. Not Ben Hall, the famous bush ranger that would steal gold around my little hometown of Karkor. Brendan Hall, he's going for his third consecutive gold medal uh, uh, tomorrow, up first. I can't wait to see him go. Personally, I'm so excited to see, if we stay with swimming, Ellie Cole, Tiffany thomas Kane to see what they are able to produce in Tokyo because they were such shining lights and have been such shining lights throughout their Paralympic careers as well. Jared Clifford competing in a million events, and by that I mean the 1,500, 5,000 and the marathon. Ahmed Kelly also on tomorrow. His first event is up. Ahmed got a bronze medal in the World Championships two years ago. Mm. It was his first on the international stage. I can't wait to see what form he's been in. He is one of the most gentle, joyous people that you're ever going to meet. So to have him on day one is amazing. Then right out to the the the, the athletics portion of the field, we've got Madison de Rosario, Reid McCracken as well. We've got the rollers who seem to be in a really great spot the gliders in the women's wheelchair basketball as well they keep a, such a warm uh, I, I guess team together mm-hmm. and they interact so well with the rest of the team as well um, but there is there's so much to look forward to over the next 13 days Dylan Orcott. How did I forget about? So D- Dylan is a, a rock star. He is he is by he by far the most well known name of Paralympic sports in this country. Um, I will say that I get confused so much with Dylan Orcott that I actually think <laughs> he's stealing he's stealing my my my, <laughs> my name. No, he is uh, he's up for both the the, the singles and the doubles with uh, Heath Davidson. Uh, in the doubles as well. Long-time partner in the doubles, yeah. And to see him grow as well and and get that gold medal in Rio was amazing. It's endless. It's – I'm actually so excited because I am an honorary member of the Paralympic family, but I'm so excited to learn with you, like learn what – these athletes can continue to achieve because you've been present to see so many of their achievements live. And this distance, unfortunately, it has to happen. We can't be there to support them in Tokyo, but hopefully that there'll be enough love and enough support here will be tangible for this team. And if you are loving the Paralympics, we want to know about it. If you're loving this podcast, you little ripper, we want to know about it, only if you're loving it. If you're not loving it, I'll say it again, uh, we don't want bad reviews, just positive <laughs> reviews, guys, positive reviews. But we would love your feedback in all seriousness, especially throughout the events. So make sure you are going to Twitter, hashtag ripper hashtag YLR, tag Kurt Fernley, tag myself as well, Georgie underscore Tunny, and... Also tag at ABC Sport. So we know what you're watching. We know what connected with you emotionally because I'm ready to have a good old cry. <laughs> look, I, I would say as well, when you're watching these games, don't look don't look through the disability. Don't talk about not seeing the disability. See it. See a, see a human in all their complexities and, and find the joy in what they are doing because they're going to be fierce. And it's games time. <laughs> you know what this calls for, Kurt? A scream out? I think it does. I think it does. I think it does. That was episode one. I've been Georgie Tunney. I'm Kurt Fernley and... <laughs> Thanks for joining us on You Little Ripper. You! <laughs>